Hey guys, welcome back to Clamps Talks, proudly, proudly presented by Unk Entertainment. It is Monday, June 14th, I believe. Um, yeah, Mental Health Monday today, you feel me? Trying to get back into the swing of things. Um, and, uh, and with the recent events in my life or whatever, it uh, drove uh, drove a motivator, you feel me, a good motivator to um, finally start talking about this life book by Dr. Phil, this life code book or whatever, and more specifically, Bader's. And... Um, so I'm going to explain um, a little bit what Bader's are, and then we're going to um, go into this thing that he has in the book called The Evil Eight, The Eight Identifiers of a Bader. You know what I mean? So we'll get into that. We're going we're gonna to make a crack. Make a crack today. We're going to get it. Hopefully we all can get some help identifying who these people are and what they're trying to pull, and you know we can stop them from hurting us. You know what I mean? That's all this book is about is stopping people from like stopping people hurting you. You feel me? So, yeah. Alrighty, let's get back to it. One second. All right, here we go. Now, it's the first book, uh, first uh, page in the book I'm going to read is uh, page 17. <clears throat> so how do we refer to these people who lie, cheat, exploit, and use and abuse? I think of them as baiters. For people who are backstabbers, abusers, imposters, takers, exploiters, reckless. We will talk a great deal later, but from now on, we got to understand what we're talking about. The baiters are, are conceptualized. I conceptualize them as, for the current discussion, are not one-dimensional people who are all exactly alike. They don't all come from identical backgrounds, identical background, or get to be who or get to be who they have become based on similar experiences. If this group of people were to collectively present themselves to mental health professionals for evaluation, they would not all have the same diagnosis and would instead be scattered across several different categories. Some would like to be diagnosed as antisocial personalities, some borderline personalities, and some paranoid personalities. Some might be considered oppositional defiant personalities or a number of other diagnostic uh, categories. Some might fit into multiple diagnostic categories. Some would just be, in my opinion, downright evil. Others might simply be damaged or lack the, the proper upbringing, simply, simply not knowing any better. But for the purpose of this discussion, Whatever their ideology or diagnostic classification, you will find that certain behavior patterns and corrupted values show up with a great, great commodity, commonality. I fucked that up. Commonality across the group. Religious folks might classify the behavior of baiters as a sin, and psych psychiatric and psychological psych psychology might call it sin syndrome 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 that's ignorant i like that okay so <clears throat> now that i explained a little bit about that or whatever let me get a little bit more into that or whatever you feel me but basically as as uh, per say the book says these are people that are literally out here to exploit you use you and abuse you we I mean we really have to be very honest with this with this podcast you know i mean not well not not really put this podcast because i'm always honest, honest with the podcast but really honest with ourselves there is evil that exists in this world there are people in this world that are out to just harm people and some of those people happen to be in our everyday life right around us and just you know hide in the shadows you know what i mean but with this book well with this with, with this podcast i'm trying to do about the um the uh, the evil eight we can have some identifiers and we can help us figure out who these people are. You know what I'm saying? So it's really, it's really dear to me, really close to my heart. But yeah, we're going to get started with number one right after this. Thanks for listening, guys. Okay, the number one of uh, the evil eight identifiers for the baiter, 
Number one, they see the world through the lens of arrogant entitlement and frequently treat people as targets. This one is, is hard for most people to, to grasp. People tell me all the time, I hear your words, but I don't get, I don't get it. But you have to understand that the baiters don't live in the same world, the same world you do. Their world is defined solely by their own, their own needs and desires. Other people and other people's needs and desires just aren't real to them. You might approach a situation simply to enjoy it, learn from it, or just do it for the sake of doing it. The baiter is always, is always on the make, looking for a way to capitalize. A lot of these people are so crooked they have to screw their own socks on in the morning. They can't, they can't not victimize people if, um, if they see an opening. They will lie when, when the truth would do them better because it's just in their nature. And by the way, they're, they're not going to feel any, any worse about it than they, would, than they would crossing the street. Those are non-emotional events to them. If they find an angle to get ahead, they will do it and do it right over the top of you. If they, can't, if they can cheat you or hurt you, or your loved ones to gain something, some advantage. They will without a blink. The goal is to getting is the goal is getting the advantage, not nurturing some relationship with you. You might inevitably invite a baiter into your home for dinner or drinks. Innocent enough, right? Maybe, maybe, but he might also be thinking about how he can use this access to your home to his advantage. If you are his boss, he may be thinking about how to, he can drop comments around coworkers being about being invited to your home. It is power to him. So how can he use it? If it is a quote unquote friend, she might be looking for flaws that she can gossip about to her other friends to cause you embarrassment and by comparison make you make herself look better. Or maybe he is thinking how he can cap he can criticize you to the others concerning your house. Quote, you would not believe how much booze is, is booze she has in there, end quote. They have a nice room, but their children are, are so mistreated and abused, crammed into a hole in the basement. They're so selfish. Maybe your house guest was, was, that, was that woman your husband worked with. She wanted to take something from you, something that was yours, your husband. Think back. Maybe months before you found out what was going on, she was at your house, chatting pleasantly with you, but the, all the while thinking, quote, she has no idea what's going on between her husband and me. I could get I could get him to leave her with the with the snap of my fingers, and it would be her fault for not paying attention to him. And do you remember she was smiling, smiling all the while. To protect yourself from these people, you have to understand that their motivations, their motivations, and think they they understand their motivations and think like they do, but never think that they are they are not plotting to at your expense or at least scamming for an opening. It's simple. It's simply who they are. It's in their nature to, to them as brushing your teeth is to you. My uncle was a career policeman. He always said locks are for honest people. An honest person walks into a locked door, uh, walks up to a locked door and sees a barrier. Obviously, whoever owns this property doesn't want me on the other side of it. But a crook sees a locked door as an obstacle, merely something to overcome. If a baiter is hired at your workplace, and you have the job that he actually wants, that's just a locked door for him. You just are an obstacle to get past. If a home wrecker wants your husband to her, you're the problem she has to overcome. Your marriage means nothing to her. These people have a sense of entitlement about everything, no matter what it is or who possesses it. 
Their attitude is, quote, this is mine. You just have it currently. They think, quote, I'd like that. Okay, on number two. Okay, number two. They lack empathy. As I look around my house, if I don't, if I don't like something, say this candle on my coffee table, I can just throw it away. I'm not going to feel bad about it. I don't think. Oh, oh, quote, oh, I've treated my wax so poorly, end quote. I'm not going to have an emotional reaction or worry about hurt feelings because candles don't have feelings. That's how baiters think about people. They're cold. It's not that they don't share your feelings, which is what sympathy is, is all about. They don't have any regard for, for or understanding of your feelings or human feelings in general in the first place, which is what empathy is all about. It never occurs to them, them how you might be hurting or suffering because of what they did. These baiters will betray this def deficiency if they, have, they are taken beyond a scripted response. They may, they may know how to mimic empathy, repeatedly repeat, uh, repeating what they have heard others say or what some therapists may have told them empathetic people say. But once they use, they use up the buzzwords or, or sound bites, they're out, out of their depth and may seem really inept or cold. Additionally, you will see you will see them do something that in, that indicate they don't appreciate a point of view other than their own. They may have a history of cruel, cruelty to animals. Quote, I mean parentheses, which you may not know about, but might be able to find out. Or you may see their, them behave coldly or unconcerned if, for example, you are driving together and see a puppy in traffic or hear a story about an animal being hurt or injured. Beyond a script, they will show you callous, callousness without even being aware they're tip, they tip, they've tipped you off. Listen and watch, and they will out themselves soon enough. All right, we're on number three. All right, number three. They're incapable of feeling remorse slash guilt and don't learn from situation to situation. How can they do things that they do? Because they pursue pure gratification without fear or consequences or without the burden of consequence, a uh, burden of conscience. They do not have the ability to feel guilt or sorrow. They do not have the capacity to feel bad about what they have done. Think about that. If they never get a, a signal from their brains that says stop, then why would they ever do so? Someone who lacks empathy, has no conscience, and feels no remorse also lacks an understanding of normal human cause and effect. Those home invaders who murdered that family saw the situation strictly for their own selfish their own selfish point of view the only thing that even that that even sort of registered with them is that there was what was in what was in it for them after killing the parents it made perfect sense to them to kill that 12 year old boy after all he saw them kill his mother and father and they had to get rid of witnesses so they never get caught of course they did get caught anyway as baiters often do in fact to this way of thinking there could not have been any other outcome from their perspective, from their perspective, there was no upside to letting him live and no downside to killing him. How could the killers reach uh, reach any other conclusion? Of course, they killed him. The fact that they did so by drowning him is is in scalding hot water was beyond was beside the point. They just did, they just didn't care. Extreme example, yes, but even if if the stakes change, the dynamic is still the same. It's not just cold-blooded killers who behave like this. Remember what? Remember that home wrecker who wants your wants who who was your dinner guest? 
she stood there smiling and talking to you while drinking a cocktail you mixed in your home, all the while knowing an hour earlier she was having sex with your husband at a motel. She could act that way, act that way only because she has no regard for or insight into how her behavior is is compromising her character or how she is trespassing into your life. Not only does she lack the empathy, but her conscience is turned off. She simply doesn't have the moral concern the rest the rest of us have. These baiters act without any of the any of the barrier, barriers, any of the boundaries, any of the concerns that we that we have. And that's and that's why we have such a hard time understanding how they can do the things that they do. They can appear to be a witty be witty and charming, but it's all subterfuge. They are not interested in you as a person. They have a hidden agenda and feelings about about something at all. And no feelings about anything about something at all. Someone whose conscience is turned off is capable of almost anything. <clears throat> These are insert from um the uh, number three, number three rule. I mean number three identifier. Where they where they go wrong. Notice I say anything, almost anything. In the end, there are real world limits to what these people can do. Because they they're flawed human beings, most of all, they lack insight and the ability to learn from their mistakes. They don't even think they have they make mistakes because if if they are caught and confronted, it's always someone else's fault. This flaw has been really, really helpful in spotting them because they can't recognize their own story. Excuse or explanation expa explanation is not is not playing is not playing well in the room. They might be advanced advancing in really tra in a really transparent lie. And they have no ability to see that they are you are not buying it because because they they don't know how to consider your point of view. They lack they lack the lack of empathy and lack of ability to feel remorse are big tip offs. This lack of insight is a big reason why baiters are so resistant to psychological therapy. They rarely seek treatment of their own. They may start therapy only when required to by a court. And then they and then they often don't have the self awareness to, to benefit from counseling. They are so narcissistic that they get that they get that they can't get outside of themselves to see what they are doing or what they are caused, what they caused. They simply can't can conceive of the real alternative to their way of doing things. So they are locked into a behavior, these behavioral patterns and make the same mistakes over and over again. OK, on number four. Number four, they were irresponsible, self-destructive and disregard the well-being of others. This may seem paradoxical at first. If these baiters are so self-centered, how can they also be self-destructive? The answer is precisely because they have they have an unreal sense of their own power. They also do not register consequences. To them, everyone else is a fool, but they never they are never all themselves. So if they are if they do something reckless and get and, and get other and get hurt themselves, they don't learn not to do not to do it again because after all it just couldn't have been their fault. These baiters tend to seem accident prone, but it is really just that they don't follow the rules. They ignore weather, weather reports, drive, drive at unsafe speeds in the rain, and then crash their cars. All because they don't think the rules of the road apply to them. They are often substance abusers, and some researchers believe that they, that they need to take risk in order to feel alive and aroused. They take risks as we wouldn't because their their narcissism narcissism makes them irresponsible. They think they are quote unquote bulletproof. They don't just 
deceive other deceive other people. They deceive themselves into thinking that they are special, that they are not subject to normal normal cause and effect. They don't believe the rules apply to them. All right, on number five. Okay, number five. They thrive on drama and crisis. Their unhealthy behavior often begins to show sometimes around puberty, because adolescent before adolescence it seems all children are self-centered, but most gradually become socialized. Normal children learn that other people have rights, and that they can't, they can't always get what they want, and that they have to get along with, the, get along to get ahead. Baders love conflict and controversy. It accompanies them seeming to every turn, seemingly to every turn. They need the drama to feel alive, so they create it. They stir things up and love to see everyone get getting upset. Drama and crises are, are currency to them. Because they love the power to make people react. They thrive on a good fight, a good scandal, and good drama. Most children learn the differences between assertiveness and aggressiveness. They're brought up by their parents to understand that it is okay to assert their own rights. But it's not okay to be aggressive and trample on others' rights. Baders never learn these lessons. Instead, they, they, they start acting out and when they can't get their way. As I said, boys are cruel to animals starts fires, and get into fistfights. The Bader girls start dressing provocatively, using foul language, and engaging in sexual, sexual promiscuity at an early age. They're often very angry and arrogant, which shows just below the surface. Over time, their lack of impulse control and inability to relate to others as human beings keep them, keep them landing, keep landing them in hot water. They have a low tolerance for frustration and a low threshold for engaging in aggression and poor impulse control. This, this leads them into frequently, frequent conflicts with authority figures, teachers, law enforcement, supervisors at work. But for every time baiters get caught, they get away with their behavior much more often. The worst of them may wind up in juvenile detention in jail or, or prison, but most of them seem to stay one step ahead of disaster and often escape any serious accountability. That means they are living in a world of, of living in your world and readily able to mess with you. Okay, number six. Number six, they brag about outsmarting people, other people. Baiters are braggers, and if you pay attention, they will show you who they are. They actually brag about doing something that you and any halfway moral person will regard as cheating. But to them, it's it's not being dishonest. This is just it's just being smarter, being smarter than and one step ahead of the other guy, some sucker who got what he deserved. It was just smarter. I was smarter than he was. I mean, we had this deal and we were partners, but I knew I was going. I knew what I was doing, and he didn't. So I wound up with all the assets while he got all got all the debt. Now he's bankrupt, and I'm and I'm uh, and I'm way ahead. He's bragging about screwing his partner over, but he doesn't uh, see it like that. As I said, with no insight, baiters never know, never know what they are saying is is never never know. They never know how what they're, they're saying is playing in the room. They are so narcissistic that they think everyone will, will see things from their point of view. That they, that they say things like, that guy is, is, that's, that, quote, that guy is so trusting, he'll be easy pickings. Or, quote, she's so asleep at the, at the switch, she'll never see, see me coming till I'm gone. You snooze, you lose. The fact that you are, you are a cost and can't believe what you're hearing is a loss on them. All right, on number seven. 
Okay, uh, number seven. Number seven. They have a, uh, a pattern of short-term relationships. They can't sustain a relationship because they're hollow inside. They have nothing to give. Although they can give the illusion of giving, even overgiving to make you feel indebted, it's nothing but a way to aggrandize themselves. However, eventually people get what they get what they give, and baiters don't give enough or or anything at all. So whatever relationship they begin, they begin can't last. They're incapable of making automatic human connections. I mean, authentic human connections. You won't have to ask many many questions to tense to tense this to tense this out of them because their favorite topic is themselves. As long as 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 you will listen, they will spew it out. All right, on to number eight. Okay, and number eight. They live in a fantasy world marked by delusion. When it comes to, to how they see themselves, baiters are nothing short of delusional. They may see themselves as victims or in some exalt some exalted status but always in a manner that justifies and motivates their self-giving agenda, the self-serving agenda. They are like method actors who live in a, delu- a delusion as they thought as they as though it were reality. They could almost be convinced of and immersed in the fantasy that they could straight line a polygraph. Amateur liars will when when challenged become nervous and ill at, at ease. Baiters on the other hand are are pros. And the delusion typically extends to extend to others. For example, they may construct a fantasy in which you are an exploiter and are contemptible um, for being who you are and having what you have. Without their delusional system, they are entitled. They're entitled. No, within their delusional system, they are entitled, and they will they will take, use, and abuse in a reckless, wanton fashion. Wanton fashion. Delusions of grandeur cause them to be conceited. I mean, oh, uh, delusions of grandeur cause them to be con- condensed to you with the contempt that they may attempt to hide but always feel. These people are, are mean and cold, and you are just a target. If their delusions turn turn to, to those, turn to, turn to those, <clears throat> they can become urgently dangerous in the name in the name of self-preservation. Paranoia makes it difficult, difficult, if not impossible, to sustain human relationships. In journalistic descriptions of a serial killers, of serial killers, paranoid people are always looking for ways to harm or manipulate others. In truth, those suffering from paranoia are afraid of other of other people and turn to aggression to defend themselves. They assume other people are out to get them, and they act as um, they act of a distorted sense of self-defense. So there you have it. The evil eight. Specialized knowledge and awareness are key components of the of the new life code. And these eight identifiers are, are critical information. Now that you have now that you have it, a level of vigilance will yield will yield a very different perspective than before. Okay. So that was I just closed the book, damn it. That was one through eight, you feel me, as far as the identifiers goes. And now I'm gonna go back, you feel me? I'm gonna jump around a little bit. I'm gonna go back and put my twist on and put put my clamps on them. You feel me? I thought you know I normally do that after each one, but I was like, nah, I'm gonna do this all at the end because I'm gonna jump around because it's so much it's so much information in here. You feel me? That is great that I want to touch on, so I'm about to be all over the board. You feel me? But yeah, stick with me, guys. Thanks for listening. Okay, well, like with this whole thing, like I said before, there's a lot of information in here or whatever, and a lot of things I wanted to touch on. And I guess I can start with uh with number eight. They live in a fantasy. 
uh, they live in a fantasy world marked by delusion. And, and like I, I, I like being a person that's been took advantage of a lot by people. You feel me? Like, um, I've seen like shit like that. People will literally do wrong to people and 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 act like that. That's just like, oh well, that's okay. And oh, this this is my favorite. This is one interesting one right here. In the um um was it right here? Those suffering from parent. No, 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 not that. Where it says right here, where in a in a desperate situation they will act out an extreme means for self-preservation. That is a great ass one to realize. That is a great one to look at. I saw some. I noticed somebody a few months ago who literally stole a whole bunch of money from somebody. You feel me? Like at an act of just desperation. Not even desperation. That person was just upset with this person for no fucking reason. But that person literally justified that that was okay, and this person had no remorse for what they were doing. Like I'm literally like sitting there like, bro, is that that's not okay. You know what I mean? Like no remorse at all. You feel me? Because people, baiters in general, are all about themselves. That's it. They're all about themselves, and that's all they care about is them getting ahead. You feel me? Um, continuing on, like number seven, they have a pattern of so or short-term relationships. When I think of short-term relationships, I think of relationships and friendships. There are people yeah, you notice who go from one friend group to the other. Because they, 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 they take advantage of these people and people start to realize it and they accept it. And they're like, no, I can't fucking deal with you. But in that person's mind, they're like, ah, oh, fuck y'all. Y'all acting funny. Y'all want to act all different or whatever. Then they start blaming that shit on, uh, to other people. They start talking shit to other people that they try to be cool with about y'all, about how y'all just, y'all some bullshit and y'all want to be act funny and all that shit. But what really it is, these people just got tired of you fucking using them. They got tired of you abusing them. But... With baiters in general, they're okay with this. You feel me? They're okay with this because everybody's a target. So it's like, okay, you ain't fucking with it. On to the next person. I'll suck them dry and then suck this person dry or suck this person dry. You feel me? And they they don't they don't have anything there. I see a lot of guys. I see a, I've met a lot of guys who are who are baiters when it comes to relationships. Who are baiters when it comes to their relationships with females or whatever. And they're just shallow. They're hollow. They're, they have nothing to to uh, to, to give. You feel me? I have nothing to give to this person except some some hallowed ass feelings that ain't there. You know what I mean? Because because the only thing they plan on doing, want to do, is take advantage of this person. You feel me? And that's and that's and that's just completely fucked up. You feel me? All right. On um number six, I guess I'm going backwards. On number six, they brag about outsmarting people. That shit right there will fuck you up real quick. You feel me? That shit right there will fuck you up real quick. You feel me? As I was reading that, of course, I thought about myself a little bit, like, but I'm like. I don't brag about that, really. I just brag about the fact that I know what I'm talking about. You feel me? Like, that's all. You feel me? Like, and it's like, I don't know. But everything I'm talking about in that that regard is factual. Everything I talk about that, you feel me, that, you know, as far as levels of intelligence or whatever, is all factual things that you can look up. Put that out there. Um, But with this shit, I've seen people literally brag to people or brag to me about how they were able to outsmart and steal something from this other person. You feel me? Or a female saying, oh, well, see, uh, see, I outsmarted him. Yeah, he thought he was going, he, he feeling me, so I'm going to get him for everything he got. He going to keep giving it up or whatever, giving up this money, blah, blah, blah. But I'm sitting there, as you, but the thing is, is like, what's crazy about baiters is they will explain this shitty behavior to you about how they treat other people. And then they don't expect you to fucking, like, to, to take that into account of how you handle them as people. Like, um... I, got, I know some people back in the day, there were some thieves. You feel me? You like to steal shit. You're going to tell me about how you all smartened this motherfucker and stole his shit or whatever. And then you ask me to come to my fucking house. No. No. 
Well, what you mean, bro? Why you acting like that? You just told me. You just bragged to me about how you did this to somebody and how you're proud of it. And now you think I'm going to have you in my home with thousands of dollars worth of electronics and, and, and shit like that. No. No, bro. You told on yourself. But that's the thing about people like that. They will completely tell on themselves. You feel me? Like, really quickly. Um, Back to, uh, in, in reverse, again, number five. They thrive on drama and crisis. Vaders love conflict and controversy. They need the drama to feel alive, or so they create it. They string things up and, and, and love to see everyone getting upset. Drama and crisis are currency to them because they love the power to make people react. That is, I, I had that, I noticed that about a girl I was with, uh, I was not with, but friends with a few months ago, about four or five months ago. And it was, everything was drama. Everything was drama and crisis every day. I literally woke up, I shit you not, I woke up for months every day, getting a phone call from her about some drama shit going on. And it's, it literally started to stress me the fuck out. I'm like, bro, you do not, you ever just have a normal fucking day, bro? Like, is everything, bro? And I realized that she was completely victimizing herself to everybody else. But the thing what she was doing was she would tell me about something and about somebody else. But these people, I also know she, she, she was fucked up in the head because she thought that her, her social footprint was bigger than mine. It's not. So when you're telling me things about people that I know personally, I can just go and ask them about that. Then when they can present something to me that disproves what you just said, no. You, you trying to create drama and trying to create crisis, you feel me? Because you thrive off that shit. And when I realized that about this person, I just stopped talking to her. I didn't cuss her out. I didn't call her all types of bitches and hoes. I didn't call her out her name. None of that. I just stopped talking to her. But in that sense, she made it seem like that she stopped talking to me. Well, I ended our friendship. No, I don't know, bro. This screenshot of all these messages you sent me and phone calls that I never responded to, I think that proves different. You know what I'm saying? But you feel me? Like, it's just that. And, like, it, 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 it's weird because, like, when, when people live off of drama like that or whatever, they want to, they need you to be in the midst of their fucking drama. They need you to be, you feel me, like, immersed in, in, in this shit or whatever. And it's, I'm just like, you know, okay, I can't really. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this bitch did this, this bitch did that, this dude did this, dude did that, did that. You feel me? There's nothing wrong with expressing what somebody has done to you to other people or whatever. But when it seems like that you are constantly in the fucking middle of something, you feel me? Like, that's just a whole other problem in itself. That's more of a, a self-awareness problem. Me personally. You know what I mean? But, again, all that shit is currency to them. So, um, number four. They're irresponsible and self-destructive in disregard for others' well-being. That is some shit that I see exhibited every fucking day. And I love that they use the car fucking, the car reference in here. You are driving on the fucking freeway at 80 miles per hour using your knees to steer your car. Why you got your cell phone in your fucking hand? And talking to me at the same fucking time. Talking about some, oh, bro, come on, bro. Hey, bro, what's up, bro? You good, bro? Chill out, bro. What's up, bro? No, that's you being irresponsible and self-destructive and disregarding for other for well-being of others the well-being of me sitting in your car or anybody else sitting in your car or the drivers around us that's complete in it that's that's cool there's um i've had some friends that have self-destructive tendencies i have had them you feel me i fight those every fucking day you know what i'm saying but i realize when you have somebody that's self-destructive in your life you, you cannot have much fucking stock into them you can have not you can't have shit of yours wrapped up in their shit it just can't work because they when they bring their whole shit down at the world trade center like they're going to do already they're gonna want to bring you the fuck down with them and i'm not motherfucking building seven i am not and you i can't let y'all be building seven either 
if you get the reference. But yeah, it's weird because like they always are into some 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 bullshit that hurts themselves. I don't know why. It's just like that's just how it goes. Number three, they're incapable of feeling remorse, guilt, and don't learn from situation to situation. That is some man. I can't speak no fucking more about that shit. My God, there's so much I can. Man, like I I stopped asking myself. I was I'm that type of person that always gets stuck in wondering like why somebody did what they did. There is no giant explanation. There is no just no no goddamn like light bulb come off at the end of the fucking. I mean at the end of the thought process. No, these motherfuckers is just evil. They just don't give a shit. Because they don't have no remorse, no feeling. And it's hard to think that people live like that. But it's the truth. We see it every day. People that can out here go out here and fuck somebody's husband. I love how they put that in there. Fuck somebody's husband and be sitting there smiling at you in your face. I know a couple bitches right now who out here fucking somebody's boyfriend. You feel me? Smiling in this bitch's face. Fuck y'all. Y'all assholes for that. I hope, you, well, I hope they whoop your ass. You feel me? Whoop your ass like your mama should whoop your ass. But, um, like... They don't feel any more or guilt. They don't feel bad about using and abusing people. They don't feel bad about, you feel me, about the fact they took advantage of somebody. You feel me? I've I, I've literally experienced that in the last week of my life where uh, there's two people in general, you feel me, who don't feel no remorse and no guilt for the fact that they flat out took advantage of me. You feel me? Like, and flat out took advantage of my fucking, of, 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 of my fucking, like, my generosity. You feel me? Which is crazy. But not only that, these motherfuckers try to explain to me that I'm wrong for feeling the way I feel. What the fuck do you mean? And that is not, that's them incapable of feeling what I'm feeling. And that goes in the motherfucking, the, the second one too, of lack of empathy. They literally lack the empathy to give a shit about the fact of that I need my fucking money back. That's not even just sympathy, sympathy and empathy. That's respect. That's a lack of fucking respect. But people who are out there to use you and abuse you, they have no respect for you already. But not only that, they will definitely make it feel like to you that you are wrong. You know what I'm saying? So that's, the, that's crazy to me. And it's like they literally, you can explain something to them all day. It's like, well, I don't know, man. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I agree with that person. You know what I mean? But that person wronged me. And you agree to that. Okay. You obviously don't. You obviously couldn't put yourself in my shoes about how I feel. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's, that's, that's some weird ass shit there. As in going backwards again to number, um, to number one, the first rule, you know, the first identifier, if I can get this page. Okay. They see the world through arrogant entitlement and frequently treat people as targets. There is no... I think that when it comes to entitlement, you should feel entitled to what belongs to you already. I.e. your property, your items, your, you know, whatever. Things that belong to you. You also have a right to be entitled to what belongs to you as far as what you've given the people. What you've loaned the people. You should be definitely entitled about that because that's fucking yours already. They definitely will make it seem like that you're not entitled to that. No. But when it comes to baiters with this arrogant entitlement, they feel like if you have something, you feel me, it belongs to them. They need that. And they're willing to take it from you. May it be your man, your car, your money, etc. They believe that they, they already feel they already are jaded by the fact that you have these things that they don't have. So they're on a mission to take those things. And the problem is, there is a, the, the fucked up thing about, about baiters is, is that they're not just going to fight out outright, just take it from you in your face. They want to finesse you, manipulate you, 
over a span of months using their fucking sad-ass stories about this happening or about to lose their fucking crib or get their fucking power cut off. That is them same way right there taking from you what the fuck you have. That is them explicitly trying to remove currency from your wallet, you feel me, using sympathy and emotional fucking manipulation tactics. That goes along with this arrogant entitlement. They feel they're entitled to what you have because they don't have what you have. And don't get me wrong, you feel me? They're pissed at that. So, in conclusion, what I'm saying about baiters is this. We all have to face baiters every day in our life. We all, we all have to deal with that. Well, none of us are exempt from this. We're all subject to this. And the thing is, is that we are, we are, most of us are still dealing with people like that in our lives right now, currently at this moment as I speak to this podcast. We have to identify those people and remove those people. Also identify, also identify, you feel me, not just identify them, but not to question why they're doing what they're doing. That don't matter. That don't matter why they're doing what they're doing. It's what they're doing. Still doing it. You gotta, gotta, gotta get rid of these people. You gotta remove them. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta get the fuck on. Because they're gonna, they're gonna continuously take advantage of you as much as possible. As I always say, if you're a giver, you have to have limits because takers don't have limits. Takers will keep taking. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I will definitely be reading more from this book next week on Mental Health Monday. Um, yeah, because I want to, you know, this is one of my favorite books to read. And I think it's very helpful to people or whatever. So thanks, guys, for listening. You feel me? I appreciate everything that you guys listen and all the feedback and all that stuff. With that being said, try to enjoy the rest of your uh, Monday afternoon. It's not too bad outside. It's like 81, 82. It's all right. You feel me? So, yeah. Have a good day, guys.